Hey, thanks for coming back and joining us on another episode here of About Fate. Um, we have been in a series, I guess, say for like the last five or six weeks, we've been in a series uh, talking about spiritual warfare. Uh, we have gone through um, as much as we can, tried to as much as we can, uh, going through different aspects of spiritual warfare, who our enemy is, and why we have to fight. We've had a few guests over that time period, and it's a much-needed discussion. Uh, I've had people reach out and talk, talk about how they felt like it's a much-needed discussion, different people, and uh, I think it's one that you don't hear a lot about, uh, that we have an enemy that or an adversary uh, that we have to fight, um, and that we are in this Christian walk, and in this Christian walk, we do have a battle uh, going on, and that we have to fight someone and that we have an enemy and that we every day we get up we have to choose to fight and choose to keep our salvation uh look the bible says that uh the that that the enemy walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour he's looking for people to uh that are slack that are not up for the task that are not prepared to fight and he's looking for those to see which ones that he could take out, which ones that he could uh, uh, cause uh, to give up or turn over their salvation. I get it. We also talk, we, we hear so many preachers this day and time, and they talk about how um, uh, he, you know, the devil is trying to do do certain things that are very, uh, 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 not not very, not, not something that the enemy would try to do. Uh, uh, we, we we look at if we get a flat tire, we try to blame that on the enemy. We we look at like small things, how uh, things in the day, our, our cell phone breaking. We try to blame that on the enemy. Uh, uh, the Internet is not working. And we say, uh, devil, you a liar. Um, we it's so many things we attribute uh, to the enemy when I don't think the enemy is involved at all. The Bible says that uh, the thief comes not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So his purpose uh, is to uh, destroy your life. I don't see how if you're, if you're going to backslide or go back on God because your internet is not working or your electricity goes out or uh, you got a flat tire or, if, uh, or based off of just material things, if you're willing to go back off God, on God because of those things, then uh, it may not be a spiritual battle. And I'm not saying that the enemy can't get into those things because uh, we look at uh, the life of Job. And uh, as we go through the life of Job, we see uh, that, that he was tried and, and losing stuff and losing family members, uh, even in up down to his health. Uh, so we understand that there's different ways and different aspects the enemy uh, could try us. But if you remember, the whole point of that was uh, the uh, the uh, 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 it was to try to prove that Job didn't really love the Lord. It was try to show that Job didn't really care about God. And if you took those things from away from him, if you took uh, 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 the 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 cattle and you took all the riches that he had, you took his family away. If you took even his health away, uh, that he was willing. Uh, that he would be willing to denounce Christ. But as we saw through the story that Job held a good grip on God. And I love it because he had a grip on God. It was so amazing. He knew God before there was a word of God to know God by. Uh, he he came in knowing God and get, getting close to God and having a sure, sure, real relationship with God. And nowadays we have so many ways we can know, uh, come to know his word and know God more through how he's already spoken to us. And you have so many people that still don't know him. They still, 
uh, are not coming in contact with God. And the Bible says that uh, it's them that know their God. They're the ones that are going to be strong. And then it's going to lead them to do exploits. You can't be strong if you don't know God. I say that one more time. You can't be strong if you don't know God. I don't care how you talk big. I don't care how you try to make your friends think that you are a strong person. You'll know a strong person by how much word they really know. Uh, that's the only way we're going to know God is by spending time with him in prayer and then reading the word of God. And you can't know God outside of knowing his word. So many people these day and time, they feel like they can get their own revelation. They feel like they can come into their own uh, uh, knowledge of God without the word of God. But it won't happen. You're going to need to know the word of God if you really want to understand who God is. You can't understand who he is outside of the word of God. And again, I said, we've been talking a little bit uh, about uh, the, the spiritual warfare and battle and got to understand that we are not on a playground. Uh, if you read through the Bible, there's plenty of instances where it is uh, uh, understood and it is presented that we are soldiers. We are in an army and we have to fight. We have some fighting we have to do. And then we have to understand that like the Bible teaches us that it is our fighting is not necessary. It's not with our fists. It's not about who's the strongest, who's, who can uh, amass the most weapons and, and things like that. But the Bible talks about how we our weapons of our warfare. They are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. Praise God. We have to fight some spiritual enemies. We have some spiritual enemies that we have to fight and they are sitting in high places trying to change things. Those are the ones that are changing uh, the laws. They're changing everything to go against the word of God. So we as the people of God see that not only do we have to fight individually, but we have to fight collectively because things are coming against the people of God. And we have to be willing to see that we're all on the same side. I know in this day and time, it's all about what denomination that you are part of and what denomination is she a part of or he a part of. And then we try to look at those things and try to determine who's right or who's wrong. But if we all are believers of Christ, I want you to understand that there's no there's no there's no sense of bickering amongst ourselves, but we are all on God's side. So let's look go out and fight to fight the devil. I remember hearing someone say one time that you got a bunch of Christians that fight other Christians because they really don't want to fight the devil. And sadly to say, I believe that you have a lot of Christians, they they'll rather fight Christians than other people uh than going out and actually try to fight the enemy going out and trying to tear down the devil's kingdom. No, no, no. We spend time trying to fight people that are believers, fight people that really want to go to heaven, fight people that really are on the Lord's side. So if we're all in the army of God, we have to understand that they're coming against us all. Spiritual weakness, wickedness that's in high places is coming against us all. And we have to be willing to fight them together as friends and brothers and sisters in God's army, we have a legit enemy out there. Uh, he's a legit enemy out there and he's trying to take each and every one of us out. Oh, he doesn't care about your skin color. He doesn't care about uh, your gender, male or female. But what he's trying to do, he's determined to take you out. And you have to understand that you're only going to have strength through God. The Bible teaches us that he would not have us ignorant of the devil's 
devices. And that's what I love about God. God is not going to have us ignorant to what the enemy is doing, but he wants us to be well equipped to fight the battle that he has called us to fight. You see, God's intentions is not for you to fail, but God's intention is for you to uh, uh, be more than a conqueror, as his word states. He doesn't want you to live a life of defeat. And I know it may sound cliche, but he wants you to live a life of victory. Victory over sin, victory over shame, victory over whatever trials come your way. God wants you to live a life of victory. And you know what it is that God has made us well equipped to handle whatever it is the enemy throws our way. Uh, we don't have to live a life in defeat. We don't have to live a life uh, 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 of shame, but we can be victorious on our walk with God. And how do I know that? How do I know God wants me well equipped to fight? And I, I want I want to look at uh, a scripture and you may know where I'm going if you've been saved in the length of time. Ephesians 6 and 10 gives us everything we know and lets us know that God wants us well equipped to handle what it is he has called us to do. Oh, yeah, we're soldiers in the army of God and God wants us well equipped to fight this battle. He does not want us uh, uh, to we're not weak soldiers. He does not want us to be weak soldiers, but he wants us to be confident that we can handle whatever it is that is thrown our way. The Bible says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual weakness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand within the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. And having on the breastplate of righteousness and having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the word of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for the saints. You see, God has equipped us. Let's talk about that. He says in the verse 10, he says that we are to rely on his power. I love it. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You see, a lot of times people try to do it on their own. And truth be told, you have a lot of people that are uh, uh, egotistical like that. They feel like they can do everything on them on their own. But when it comes uh, to Satan and and this battle that we're fighting, you can't win without the power of the Lord. You may ask yourself, what is that power that I'm talking about? What is the Lord's power? Well, Acts 1 and 8 tells us that ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. The power I'm talking about is the Holy Spirit. And my church will talk about how it'll make you walk right. It'll make you talk right. It'll make you. And all of those things are true. He will lead you and guide you into all truth, all righteousness. You can't do it on your own. Reminded of uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Luke. The Bible talks about how he sent out 70. 
And the Bible talks about how they came back to him. They talked about how uh, uh, even the, devs, the, the devils were subject to them. Through the power that he had given them. They, they have power now. So you don't have to worry or be afraid when you have the power of the Holy Spirit. You can't do it on your own. You can't do it in, in, in your own strength, in your own. Even your own intellect is not good enough for Satan. He's wiser than you. He's smarter than you. But you need the spirit of the Holy Ghost that he can uh, lead you and guide you and give you discernment so you can understand where the enemy is and how to fight back. You can't do it on your own. We can't rely on our own power, on our own wisdom, on our own mind. But we need the Lord's power if we expect to be victorious when it comes to the things of God. That's the first place we have to start. We have to start with getting the Lord's power. Not only that, but let's talk about some of the other elements of things that he has equipped us with so that we are able to fight uh, in this battle. Paul, I like how he, he gets on in, in, in verse 11. He tells us, he says, put on the whole armor of God. You have so many people, they like to pick and choose when it comes to things these days because we have so many choices out there of things we can uh, pick from. Uh, you go to a restaurant, you can pick and choose and you can have them take things off of your meal and make it just the way you like it. So we get to pick and choose what we want. So we live in a society now where we've gotten used to picking and choosing what we want. But when it comes to God, you can't expect to be victorious only picking and choosing which part of the armor you want to wear. Paul says you, you, you're going to live in defeat. There's no, uh, you, you're not going to be victorious. If you want to experience victory in Christ, you want to experience victory when it comes to uh, this battle uh, that, we are, that we are in and constantly in daily. He says you're going to have to put on the whole armor of God. People like to pick and choose, but we can't pick and choose when it comes to the armor of God. You have to put on the whole armor. And let's, 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 let's take a look at this armor. Let's look at what he has given us to fight with. And I love God because God prepares us to be uh, uh, to be good, to be able to battle both offensively and defensively. So he let's look at what he says. He said how, uh, he gives us first the girdle of truth. The Bible tells us that. Let's talk about what. Uh, uh, this girdle did this girdle uh it it, it it held everything together that was underneath the clothes but not only that it also held the breastplate uh and the sword and another thing it did it would have uh, uh it had a part that would have called a breach out and and what this was this was an apron that protected the lower abdomen and it braced the back to also give the back strength and so we have to look at what he's saying here. He says, have your loins girded about with truth. He says, put on the girdle of truth. It's because Satan is a liar. We understand that if we read John, John, what is it, John 8 and 44, that Satan is a liar. And Satan is going to try to come against you with all types of lies. The Bible says that he is a accuser of the brethren. Oh, he has it out for you. He's going to use trickery and lies and deceit and whatever he can to try to 
throw you off your game. He's going to try to tell you the word of God doesn't mean what it means. He's going to try to tell you how you're not saved. He's going to try to use every tactic in the book, but you have to have your loins girt about with truth. When you live a life of truth, when you live a life that's real, you can consistently walk in the power that God has given you. Oh, but when you start living or believing the lie, when you start living, uh, uh, living according to the lie, lie uh, a life that's one way one minute and another way the next minute, you see, you can't be like that. He says you have to be truthful to who you are and you have to be truthful to being a Christian, a child of God at all times. It's not just be a Christian when everybody's looking. It's not just live by truth when people can see you, but real truth is live even if you're the only one around. Since Satan is alive, the most one of the most important things that's going to hold everything together is a life of truth. We have to have our loins girt about the truth. And the Bible, we have to understand what truth does. Truth gives us the strength to fight the enemy. Remember, I said what the uh, the girdle would do, it would brace the back, it would give you strength. In your back, your lower back. I know I understand this because sometimes when you go to the gym, you'll see people, uh, they'll go to the gym and as they begin to lift heavy weights or as they begin to work out, whether it's squats, bench press, a lot of these things, what they'll do is they'll put on a weightlifting belt and that's that to support the back and it helps give more strength and make sure you don't get anything out of alignment. Make sure things are not thrown off and that's what we need to make sure we have on the girdle of truth to make sure that we're always in alignment and we always have confidence and strength a backbone for righteousness not only that speaking of righteousness he says take on the breastplate of righteousness what this was this piece of body armor was a uh, a piece that protected the body from the neck to the thighs it protected all your vital organs in uh, it, it was a, a piece that wasn't just on the front, but it went around uh, your back, too. It had a back piece. And what is God trying to tell us or what was Paul trying to tell us when he says that make sure you have on a breastplate of righteousness? Righteousness provides a significant defense against the enemy. Remember, we said the enemy is a accuser of the brethren. Righteousness fortifies us against Satan. It gives us the uh, uh, what we need to fight because what the enemy is going to try to tell you is that you're not saved. Oh, but the life I live in righteousness can defend against that. You're not really holy, but the life I live in righteousness helps me defend against that. That's why you have to take on the breastplate of righteousness. He says, then put on the shoes of the gospel. Roman soldiers, what they had, well, they had special shoes, just like we see our in our perspective or uh, 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 respective armies and military. They all have certain shoes they wear, and these shoes protected their feet. Uh, these shoes uh, uh, allowed them to be effective in marching as well as allowed them to uh, uh, move faster. So they were able to march and walk long distances as well as be swift and move when they needed to do so. We need to, uh, uh, it allowed them to 
be settled and not worried about their feet. And what we need to understand is that we need to be settled or, or, or stepping in the peace of God the same way the Roman soldiers were able to be settled when they marched. The peace which keeps us uh, focused and settled, but also uh, uh, it, it helps us to be willing to share this gospel. Real, when you got real peace, you don't want to keep it to yourself. When I understand that this peace that I have that, uh, as the song says, talk about the joy, the, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. But this peace that I have, the world didn't give it to me. And when things look uh, uh, grim around me, I have a sense of peace, as the Bible says, that pass, that surpasses all understanding. And I don't want to just want that for me, but I want everybody that doesn't have it to experience this type of peace. He says, so this needs to be what you're stepping in. You need to walk in peace. In other words, it'll keep you calm when things uh, uh going or, or chaotic around you life begins to shift and get topsy-turvy and you've experienced trials and you experience those tribulations and you begin to experience persecution but every day even in the midst of all of that you can still have peace if you wear peace around your feet it keeps you settled it keeps me focused one thing I learned is how important that is because we've all know how important it is to protect your feet you've all been there where we stubbed the toe and it shoots pain all through your body that's why peace the shoes of peace are so important it keeps you from uh, uh, being rattled keeps you settled it protects you even in the midst of some storms and you can keep moving forward because you trust in God and you confident in what God has said. And you can step in the peace, knowing that whatever he has said, you're going to be victorious. Not only that, but he says that he will give us or take up the shield of faith. A Roman soldier carried around a shield that would be about four feet wide, about two, excuse me, four feet high and about two feet wide. It was made out of uh, wood with leather on it and sometimes it had iron sides. It was to protect against one of the attacks that they used during that time. They, and the Bible actually speaks of the fiery darts of the enemy. They would make uh, darts that on the tip of it would have fire when they shot them. And not only that, but uh, uh, the, the the shield was so made so when soldiers, remember I talked about we are all one in this battle, so that they could join together and nothing could penetrate them. It was to remind them that they had somebody fighting with them on either side of them and that we were all in this together. And the shield of faith is what it is for us. And we have to understand that I want to get this out the way that it's not referring to a saving faith, but it's referring to a living faith. Each and every day, we're going to have to choose to live by faith. Our things may get a little grim or things may get a, 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 a little a, a, um, a little crazy and chaotic sometimes, but we have to keep our trust and our dependency on God. Oh, the devil is going to shoot at us. He's going to shoot trials. 
He's going to shoot temptations. He's going to shoot lust at us. He's going to shoot uh, 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 wrath. He's going to shoot all these fiery uh, darts at us. Ah, But we have to keep the faith in God that God is going to bring us through whatever it is that the enemy is coming, throwing our way. Faith gives us the strength to stand. Faith gives us the strength to keep moving forward. Heard so many times that you can't lose your faith on this Christian walk. Faith is so important. Belief in God, what God has said is so important. We have to understand that whatever he has told us, whatever he has promised us, that he's going to make good on it. So we have to make sure we have the shield of faith. And last, he says to take on the helmet. The helmet of salvation. We all understand what a helmet is and what a helmet's purpose is. It's to protect the mind. And the enemy, he wants to attack your mind. He wants to uh, uh, have you thinking wrong, have you thinking strange. He wants to attack your mind. But it's important for you to take on the helmet of salvation. The way the helmet was made, it was uh, so that no sword could pierce it. And we have to make sure that we have this helmet of salvation on to protect our mind from when an enemy is trying to attack our mind on every side. We start to say things like, if God really loved you, why are you going through this? Oh, you need to make sure that you have on your helmet of salvation. If God really cared about you, why are you sick in your body? If God really cared about you, why are your kids running wild in the streets? You see, you have to make sure that you are able to protect your mind because the enemy is trying to attack your mind because if he can attack your mind, he knows that the body will follow. And the last things he gives us, he gives us one offensive weapon, all these things to Thwart the attacks of the enemy to uh, be able to protect us from all the enemy's attacks. And then he comes back and he gives us one, one more weapon. He gives us one offensive weapon. And the Bible says we have to take on the sword of the spirit. What is the sword? The sword is the word of God. The Bible talks about how it's, it's a two-edged sword, a double-edged sword. It's able to cut beyond bone and marrow. It gets down to your soul and it begins to prick at the soul and begin to let you know whether you're right or wrong. And then for, for us that are Christians, what it does for us is it allows us to cut off anything that's not like God. For us, for those that are not saved, what it does is it'll get down off in them and let them realize that they're not saved and they need to be right. That's why I love the word of God, because it brings life changing power to each and everybody. Oh, you already saved. You said my life has already been changed. Well, it'll help me be sanctified. It'll help me take off things that are not like God. The sword of the spirit. He gave us the word of God to fight the enemy back with. If you notice when Jesus was going through his temptations, he didn't use uh, great swelling words. But what did he use to fight the enemy? He used the word of God. And the Bible talks about how the devil left him for a season. You want the devil to leave you alone? Fight back with the word of God. Great, great phrases and great quotes. Uh, they're good. Sometimes they're encouraging. But if I want to defeat the enemy, I'm going to need 
to know the word of God. Remember, it's them that know their God. They shall be strong and they shall do exploits. If I know the word, God has given me everything that I need to withstand and fight this battle. He's equipped us with everything we need to stand and not be defeated by the enemy. You want to win, you can win. You want to go to heaven, you can go to heaven. But it's going to be a battle to get there. But I don't want you to be uh, discouraged by it because I want you to understand that God has equipped us, well equipped us. To be able to handle everything that is thrown our way. Hey, I want to thank you for coming back and listening to another episode of About Faith. Until we come back next time, God bless you. God keep you. And we're going to go ahead and roll the outro. This has been another episode of the About Faith Podcast with me, your host, TJ Hartman. I want to thank you for tuning in. Man, this show wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for you. So why don't you go ahead and hit that subscribe button and on all your social media platforms, share it with your friends. And until next time, be blessed.